every time you heal a part of you, you get to heal one part of your ancestor. Then the more healing we do, you know, the more we get to return to country. Right. You can already feel it. The more you've looked inside of yourself, the more you see your connection has grown for country. You know, and that's that's the importance of healing, because healing is the real revolution. We would like to acknowledge that we are on stolen Yagara and Turbul lands, and as settlers of colour, we reflect upon the damaging legacy of colonisation. Always was, always will be. I'm Rudy Matoi, and I create. <laughs> um, more so, yeah, just channel through sounds, whether that is, you know, music or through vibration. Mm. So, right. Yeah. And has that, way. has that been a lifelong thing for you? Has it been a, a big part of your life? Yeah. Right. For sure. And does that include like growing up with that in the family environment? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, my mum, she created like, well, I think like a bit later down in in her life when I was like born. Yeah. And yeah, like singing and, and dancing. And then my dad, he was just a, a b-boy <laughs> and a DJ. So, right, well. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just in my blood. <laughs> yeah. I can't get away from it. Right, right. Yeah. And is it is it uh, like mine also, tropical blood? Uh, were you raised up north? Yeah. Okay. Up in TSV, Townsville. Uh-huh, <laughs> right. And so what, uh, so both parents, creatives, artists, Growing up in the tropics, what was what was childhood like? Like, what are some of your uh, earliest memories? Um, well, my earliest memory I have is, I guess, my my best memory, and that was when I um, moved up to the Torres Strait Islands, um, and I spent a lot of time with my Ate and Aka my grandfather and grandmother. Um, yeah, and I just, like, I learned... I feel like I learned the power of speaking without speaking and understanding with just feeling. Right. And I, it, it plays such an important part to my now. Because there's like, you know, when you're like across the room and you see someone and he's already communicating, mm. like mm. you can feel it. Right, you right. Know? Like having that being like my main, like, I guess my groundingness. Yeah. Because my elders really didn't, they didn't speak much because they're already transferring knowledge already over to me just from their silence. 
which is yeah. But when they did speak, it was it was a spear. It okay. was straight talk. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, so if we think about kids in childhood, that's often like a lot of chatter or making noise or like. What was what was that like for you? Like, were the were the kids trying to be loud and the elders keeping them quiet, or how how did they? Mm. How did this interaction play out? I, f- I feel like I was. I don't. Know, I guess the that that child that kept the elders on their toes, but also like really respected them. Okay. By just like. Like, I really, really appreciated, like, singing and dancing very young. And I, I guess it's because, like, that, that is our lifestyle. That's our sacred practice. Mm. That's what grounds us, you know. That's mm. what keeps us connected to our ancestors. Mm. And, like, we're made up of our ancestors. Mm. So when we move and when we sing, we like vibrate our spirit to remind us like, well, you know, I'm our our body is our ancestors and I'm I'm here today mm. because of them. And it keeps that it keeps their spirit alive and their spirit is like there's no separation between that. Right. Yeah. But um Yeah, I was just like one of those kids that would always like ask questions, but also just like I'd be asking the question in my head, and then the elders would answer it, like they heard. They were like communicating to me all the time, so yeah, it's funny. <laughs> you uh, had a description with a, a post of yours recently, which is saying the ancestors remind me to breathe. I sing to hear them speak. Mm. Yeah. I feel... Yeah, just... When I, when I sing, I, I get to hear their voices again. And when we when we're doing like chants or like when we're singing singing in a group we can we feel that togetherness and when i when i sing i i feel like i'm i get to be closer and held you know i get to be closer and held to like our mother mm. like our ancestors and because like singing and even dancing and like yeah, being inside of our bodies, like it's it's such a sacred practice that all of us peoples have done for our whole life, and it, it's in like every practice, you know, every not even practice, every lifestyle, mm. and it that's what grounds us, and. Like I, I sing because they, you know, they remind me to breathe because when I'm singing, I'm like, I'm breathing 
Because my in my insides is nature. I'm, you know, we are nature. That's why we when we sit with ourselves and breathe, it feels like we're just like out in nature when we're meditating or just breathing. Mm. It feels like I'm fishing. You know, like it feels like we're a child again, and we're just listening to elders. And, you know, our ancestors are inside of us. So when we listen inside, we can hear them. Yeah. And they, they always channel. Like, I, like when it, when it comes to writing, like music or just like singing, all of my songs are channeled. Like I, I hear it, I hear it in like a vibration. So I have to sing it and then English captures, like we try to like capture English with that vibration that like try to translate it mm. so people can understand. Mm. But like when I, when I sing, it just comes out like just like, right. Just vibration. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I feel like I could, and I I do as well. Like I I sing. Sometimes I'm just singing the vibration, and like the feeling, is like the most important thing, because it's it's I'm feeling that connection to them, and right? I'm surrendering, I'm surrendering my this body to connect. Yeah. And so you've mentioned uh, childhood in Townsville and uh, connections to Torres Strait. Can you tell me more about your ancestral lineage? Mm. Oh. My ancestral lineage. Well, <laughs> my my father, his people are are from the Warai people in the Philippines. Uh-huh. And like my mother, she's from everywhere. <laughs> 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 Plus like Philippines also have like Spanish um like background as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, and mum's sides from like Torres Strait Islands but also like Vanuatu. Um just with the like blackbirding and stuff like that. Tell me about blackbirding. Like they, like when colonization, they they brought people from like the South Sea Islands to work on the sugarcane farms in North Queensland. Okay. So it, when you go up to North Queensland, like there's a lot of mix with like South Sea Island. Okay. So there's a story that um my two out there's grandfathers, um, they dug out a canoe and escaped from the like slave trade and cruised up to the Torres Strait Islands. And that's where like w they met like our other, like my, my Akka, my great, great, great Akka and uh -huh. it kind of just like birthed from there. Right. And a lot of like, a lot of like, um, 
So the island that like I, I grew up with is called like Sempol. And like a lot of that island on, on Sempol, because it's like Mawa, Mawa Island is like the island. So there's Sempol on one side and Kubin on the other. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the Sempol people were from like South Sea Islands. And yeah, it was a mission and um but yeah that that was a story that my my uncle told me mm. about my mates. Right. Um but yeah, they they were working as like slaves and like there was a story where when they were taken, they were like so one of my ates were from New Caledonia and the other one was from Tana Island. And apparently like one of them were fishing and then they were like convinced by someone on on the ships to be like, hey, come, you know, and then they were taken and they would just like travel and build, like collect slaves. Just like, you know, over in like Africa and stuff like that. Right. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the same, you know, the same process. And they said that, um, they, because once they like started colonizing like the outer islands, they used the people from that island to go into the, into the other islands and be like, Hey, it's all right. You know, right. this is good for us and like Mm. all this stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, the classic technique that they've yeah. learnt around the world. Yeah, mm. um, and here we have, uh, you know, his, his name doesn't bear worth mentioning, but um, you know, a recent prime minister who was just like yeah, another old white man who had claimed and then was corrected that like oh we have we don't we haven't had slavery here in Australia. Yeah, and then here you have um, just like within. Within yeah. a couple of generations, yeah, uh, direct stories of yeah. that at the top of this state. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really not that long ago. Like, mm. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> totally wild. And the name you mentioned was it blackbirding? Yeah. What What's going on there? What 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 is? I think I can't remember off the top of my head, like fully the what that means but from memory i think there was like i don't i don't i think it was like i don't know if i'm right but there was there was this technique that they used like it was actually capturing one blackbird and then the others would follow or something oh my god and <laughs> but i i'm not too sure like, yeah i'm pretty sure that like it's something to do with that. Right. Like that name comes from that. And then they've just like used the same technique or something like that. Great. Yeah. Um, the same same term from animals to, yeah. to colonize peoples and enslaved peoples. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Um, so not many people can say that they grew up with a b-boy and DJ father and dual creative parents let alone um i don't know i guess it's not to say that that black and brown parents are not often creative themselves but 
um, to have both is interesting. Sounds interesting and unusual to me. Mm. Um, what was that like? I think like um, previously you've mentioned to me that there was like music going late into the night. Mm. Um, yeah, can you tell me more about like that experience of like creativity is normal? Both my parents do it. I. Well, both both of them, they're creative. That they use that to you know, escape from their traumas, mm. and you know, a lot of people that are creatives use that, and that's you know, that's a way to ground them. Mm. And you know, from my experience, I, that's what helped me. And that's like, you know, in in that realization, like singing and dancing is so important to our human spirit, you know. Mm. That's why we've had it for years. But you notice like not that many people sing anymore, not that many people dance anymore. Like you can see it in their spirit. You can see it like in their hearts. Like they want to, but they're like restricted by the mental barriers that, you know, society has given us. Mm. And, yeah, the, you know, for instance, like, my dad's outlet was, like, you know, he loved music so much and the feeling and what it done, did for him. But also, like, there was a part of him that was running away and drowning out the sounds of the past for him. Right. And that's, you know, that's, it, it shows in the, the vibration of music that he would play. And it's a lot of upbeat, like techno, all this stuff like that, because it helped drown out the, the sadness, the, the trauma, you know. And then for mom, it's like, you know, country music and it's all about feeling it. You know, like really expressing your sadness and like feeling every part of it mm. and like being okay to just speak speak about it. So like, yeah, I mean, like I, I grew up separate, like mom and dad weren't together. Mm -hmm. Like when I was younger, it'd be like two weeks on and two weeks off. Yeah. And no, like fairly... Close by, like both in Townsville, was that right? Yeah, both in Townsville. Yeah. And, um, yeah, at the time, like, I think my mum was very, like, suicidal as well. And my, wow. my dad was very much heavy into the drug industry. Wow. And you're at what age? Um, probably like seven, six, like my whole life, pretty wow. much. Like, it's only, I've only now, truly and honestly like have a better relationship with my dad now okay cuz i um i grew up more on my mum's side and that side grounds me a lot mm. because of like the song and dance being able to like sing in language and and dance whereas like my father coming from the philippines like a lot of their past from the philippines was like don't talk about it Let's just keep moving on. Yeah, yeah. And you find that in a lot of like 
like I've I've noticed like a lot of like Filipino families they don't really talk about their past history of the Philippines because it's like you know, maybe coming from poverty and and even when I would ask my my lola my my nana about like oh tell me about the Philippines my dad would be like hey don't stop talking about that all right like we don't talk about the war kind of stuff yeah like that type of thing like, yeah and it and the reality is because you know there's trauma there mm. there's physical and sexual abuse you know there's drugs and alcohol yeah. abuse yeah and you know and that's that's in like every people's now you know stemming from like the you know the the pain of our generational trauma from colonization mm, mm. you know there was this like i think there was this like um like journal entry saying like we gave the like aboriginal people alcohol because it helped them numb their pain and yeah we saw what it did to them and it was it they forgot about the fact that their brother and sister was getting beaten up or like like their children was taken away and that's yeah that's like why you know a lot of mob are drinking nowadays yeah and yeah. smoking because it's to numb their pain right right and and it was almost introduced like a like it was kind of like weaponized yeah right? and, and it you know there's so many it's a distraction from the reality mm. you know nowadays social media is a distraction from the reality yeah you know yeah and the things that come with that mm. you know mm. being addicted to you know social media like all these things yeah I mean, all these distractions what's the the, the refra reframing of this is like an adult pacifier <laughs> and just stick it in a yeah and people go crazy when they don't have their phones you know mm. Mm. like I constantly remind myself I'm grateful that I know the feeling of country before I know the feeling of technology. You know, that's home for me. And that's important. Mm. Because there's there's people that haven't ever experienced a fire, like an actual like campfire. <laughs> And that that's sad because yeah. what it does for my spirit and how it grounds me, like I can't imagine how they would be feeling, you know. Mm. Yeah. But yes, coming back to parents and growing up, like dad, you know, his day started like and the in the night. That's when he started, like, you know, six, mum was saying like seven o'clock he was out of the house at times. And, and, you know, we would, we would be little kids, like me, my sister, and my two little brothers, we would be, you know, sitting in the car for like five hours waiting for my dad because he was like in going and doing like his drug deals and stuff like that. Mm. And like doing runs we would just be standing like sitting in the car for like 
hours and hours just waiting. And, you know, and sometimes we would, you know, he would forget about us at school and we would just be, it'd be like dark time and we'd just be waiting. Right. And, you know. Because he would have that responsibility for like a two week period, right? Like full time for that. Did you, because you yeah. said two weeks on, two weeks off kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Well, that was when I was younger. Like oh, right. When I, when I came back from the islands and like my mum, she went back to Cairns and that was like, I guess my experience of like what abandonment would feel like because she just dropped me off, dropped me off to my Aka's house and I just waited and my dad came and picked me up and all of a sudden I'm living this life with my dad now. Mm. And that, that was when, you know, the real trauma really kicked in because I was witnessing my brother being like, bashed by my dad because of the anger that he had inside because of his trauma yeah and him not being able to express it yeah and then like the coming down of like drugs and alcohol and then that being like him being angry all the time and then you know then like my experience from like being like sexually abused from my like older older cousin and like witnessing that like at that time like I'm, I'm I don't have like any dance or like like singing like like act something I don't have anything that connects me back to country mm. that was my separation like going into my dad's family was my experience of actually feeling like sadness Cause I remember being like going into my room and just listening to music, being like, "Wow, this this feels so good," because I could cry to music and you know, and it it made it made so much sense because that was like my outlet. And then, <clears throat> and then I, you know, at the between like the age of I think nine to. 12, 9 to 12, like I was living with my dad and it was just very like a lot of anger, a lot of like, you know, there'd be moments where he'd, he would talk about like the, like not, like would talk about like why, why my mom wasn't coming back and she didn't love me. Mm. Like that's why she's not here, you know, she doesn't. It already like psychologically like trained me into feeling sad. And I remember feeling sad so much, but I couldn't speak. Like I remember going into my father's care and experiencing what it feels like to not have a voice. Mm. And when I, when, when I started getting a lot more like strength within my spirit and I started like, you know, connecting to my like old people, like remembering my mum saying like, you know, when we go past this like country or when, when we go past nature, talk, talk to nature, like, 
talk to country, talk to your ancestors because they're listening to you. And that was my like outlet and my ability to like share and speak and because that's home, you know, that was the reminder. And like in all that pain and anger, there was always, you know, a voice that would be like, hey, you know, it's all right, you can do this. Mm. That that voice of like encouragement. And that helped me like push through, push through because, you know, then at the age of like 12, I, um, like I decided to just run away and got on my bike and I just left my, my dad's and my, my siblings and I just rode and I went to my friends' houses, just stayed with them and my auntie's house on my mum's side. So I, I, I ran away to go to my mum's side. My mum was still not in the picture, but she would call and be like, hey, you know, and I'd always be like, when are you coming, when are you coming back, you know? But yeah, ran away and then that's when my, my Akka took me in her care and that's when I started learning guitar. That's when music really, really started kicking off and I found the like vulnerability and the beautiful like feeling I could feel when I would sing because every time I would sing I would cry mm. and it was it was a way that I could release all of that anger and all of that sadness and I could you know, I could cry and that's you know that was like giving myself my voice back and allowing me to feel more connected to my ancestors and yeah and you know later down the track like I was like in and out of my uncle's house and my auntie's house so I was like but at the time I was like very much heavy in sports as well and you know sports was more my like outlet my physical outlet like oh you know expressing through there and then like later in my like high school like year 11 and 12 that's when I really was like you know music is actually feels more proper on my heart because I don't have any expectation from sports to be like you got to do this you got to do that you got to do this like I can just be mm. I can just express and sing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> big, big journey. But I, you know, this, the, the healing of my spirit and understanding, you know, the pain within, you know, within my experience helped me understand so many other people. And that is like our reality. Like there's a lot of people that are, that are lost. And, you know, there's people that are holding on to their life 
with little practices. Okay. The simplicity of just yoga or, you know, meditation because the reality of like our spirits can't keep keep up with like how much our minds are running so much. Mm. You know. And that's like we gotta, you know, remember country, remember us. Because right now, all of our energy is going outwards and not inwards. And that's, you know, I say like how we, you know, how we treat ourselves is how we're going to treat country. And that, like I was saying, like how, how, a, how a brother is treating their woman is how they're treating country and vice versa. You know, mm. you can, you can feel it. And that's like, yeah, it's just so, like my, my calling now is to just express, express through the vibration of, you know, channeling, like all of that. Because when I sing, I sing for everyone. I don't, I'm not singing for me mm. because I can feel everyone. Like the more, the more I've been able to access my emotions and my feeling, I can feel when people are where they're at and I can, I can see, I can see them because I can feel the energy and That is like returning back to the sacred way. And yeah, it makes sense like why. Like elders are so important because they've had a lot of time to feel. And, you know, not, not that many people nowadays are listening to our elders. Mm. And... You know, I, I sing, I sing for everyone and I sing for country. And that's, that's my like intention. That's like my calling and I, I just like want others to feel because it's very like super superficial Yeah. nowadays. Mm. You know? mm. Like. Yeah. Unless someone has like protected their innocence, you can I can feel when someone's still innocent because they're still like in their senses of emotions. Like there's people out there, but there's people that are working back into coming back to their innocence. And that's like I feel like that's the journey of healing and their innocence is like really, really just being, being here in the now mm. and experiencing life and emotions. Yeah. But later down the track, you know, I'm at, I'm at the time of my life where I, I, I'm able to feel and I can understand 
and in a stand. My mom and dad. Because yeah. the more I look into myself, the more I see the pain that I've been through. You know? Therefore, you know, I'm just a stem from my father so I can understand his pain. Mm. I can understand the other people's pain. Like, you know, every time you heal a part of you, you get to heal one part of your ancestor. And the more healing we do, you know, the more we get to return to country. Right. You can already feel it, you know. The more, the more you've looked inside of yourself, the more you see your connection has grown for country. You know, and that's, that's the importance of healing because healing is the real revolution. Mm, that's quite a profound reflection on intergenerational trauma because it feels like such a big thing that we can't possibly, like, <laughs> you know, deal with all of that. But, um, mm. but that's a really interesting, almost like, yeah, piece by piece, little by little, uh, without the burden of having to tackle it all. You can do that. Um, it makes me think of something that could be like a throwaway Instagram quote, you know, like, music is my medicine. But, <laughs> But I think from what I'm hearing with some really challenging aspects of your, of your upbringing there, um, was it more of an aspect of survival for you? When I was younger, I knew that, I knew that I was meant to do what I was meant to do, but I had to experience everything. Mm -hmm. I had to experience those emotions to be able to give back people their emotions and so that's what i'm saying like when i cry i cry for everyone yeah yeah i'm i'm crying through my voice because that's country mm. you know people's reflection is how they're looking at country and how they're looking at each other you know mm. and it's yeah that can be some really confusing experiences to grow up with. How, how do you, like as you're learning how to be a boy, how to be a man, how to grow up in this space and work towards adulthood and you're learning about what different things are, um, what was it like for you to like dial in your moral compass amongst all of that and like learn about these different, unusual, heavy ideas, behaviors, topics mm. as just to the child? Um, well, the thing that grounded me was, you know, I, I had this saying, it was like, nature never lies. So as long as I'm listening to the nature inside of me, yeah, that's what's real. You can, yeah, you can really, really feel it because, you know, the more healing the more steps I've done to my healing, for instance, you know, we, we speak about, you know, when, when they, when they came to colonize us mm. with their fear and insecurities, mm. they first targeted the man because we are the first circle where the outer layer, we protect the woman and child. Uh -huh. 
That's why a lot of men are, are so broken. You know? Yeah. Once the man is broken, then they can break the woman and child. Okay. Because the man is the protector. And what they've done, you know, us men, where this is our power here. This here, we've, our, our being is to be like strategic with how we hunt, with how we see. Mm. But there's so many distractions that is happening. You know, you've got alcohol, drugs, pornography, mm. like all of these distractions that are stopping us from actually seeing the all of the dis, like seeing all the distractions that they're putting onto us from the reality of being like hey brother how are you actually because you're already like so closed off because there's so many walls mm. you know so many walls from you stopping you from feeling because all of these distractions are numbing you you know it's that's you know the only the only thing that can break those distractions down are like love you know mm. expression and like vibration because you know one one of my aunties excuse me one of my aunties said to me speak and you know sing because when you sing it's your spear because you can break through people's barriers mm. and it hits it hits them and i can feel it when i'm singing i can feel the the wall but when i break through it i know that it's broken through someone and it it hits them and they're like whoa is that in a in a live performance with an audience? Yeah, you can feel that. Mm. I can I can feel it. Mm. Like I can I can feel the walls. Like you can feel it too. Like between just conversations, you know. And the more real we can be, the more we get to pull those, you know, mm. things off because everyone wants to be real. Everyone wants to be real, but there's so much distraction up here that stops them from actually being like, you know, I actually feel really sad because, you know, I don't really want to do this, but, you know, but it's apparently the normal thing to do, you know, and that goes for every situation, like social expectation is so... Is so like destroying to the human spirit. Mm. Mm. You know? Yeah. And particularly growing up in this like hyper masculine, white dominant, like so called Australian culture where um, definitely some gender polarities really don't have a lot of space for uh, dynamics of male emotion outside of anger. Um, and then some examples or exceptions to that that you can see coming through may not be so resonant for people that, that have appearances like ours. 
um, how how important do you think it is to to be an example of that male vul- male vulnerability and showing mm. sensitivity and emotion? It's super important because you know, as a warrior, as a protector, yeah, we must be able to feel. Because if if you're not feeling in in your moments of being at war and knowing your intuition, that stuff gets you killed, you know? Mm. You have to be grounded here, here, and here. Like, Mm. it's so important. But when this is being distracted and it's teaching you how to numb this, Mm. then you're all over the shop, you know? Yeah. Like, you're just everywhere. Like, it, it's so important to be able to feel and express and cry. Yeah. Like, it's so important to cry because, you know, we are nature. And what they've done is they've put a dam to block your water flow. Once you break that dam, you can feel it like, People that are experiencing like, you know, domestic violence and all this stuff is because they got so many dams up. And when all of that big water builds up, it's going to come bang and it just destroys everything. Like the the perpetrators of domestic violence. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Mm. that's just nature. Because we're we're nature. Mm. The more we're suppressing our flow, the more that builds up. And that's like anxiousness. Mm. People that feel anxious, people that feel angry is because there's a dam blocking them from flowing. That's what you, you know, experience in yoga because you're unlocking Mm. all of, you're opening up these gates. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, flowing is being present being in the flow of things, you know, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, you know. And it's, you know, that's, that's how we should be, flowy. Mm. You know? mm. I just remembered something that just, like, channeled through was the thing that got me to where I am today is the saying, everyone has a message for you. You just have to listen. And that's in every moment. Mm-hmm. And that could be the people that make you happy, people that make you sad, people that yeah. infuriate you. Every. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, our, you know, these, the experience of like, you know, everyone's experiencing like white people, white, white men, white you know, this, like, capitalism of that. But they're ultimately our our younger siblings. There's no separation. That's why it's so important for us to remind them how to feel. Mm. They're our little brothers and sisters. Mm. That's why we've been here on this country for so long, every people. I was going to say, is that from the perspective of um, longevity of culture? Yeah. Right. We've we've been here on this country. Yeah. 
you know. Right. A lot of like melanated people have been here. Yeah. We're, we're on the journey of, you know, there's prophecies about when, you know, white men and, you know, culture people have, have to come together. And this is, this is the reality, like this is the prophecy. Mm. And it's important for us to feel and not, you know, let their entity, because, you know, when, they've, when they come, they, they gave us all these insecurities and fears. Yeah, yeah. We got to remember who we are mm-hmm. to remind them that that's inside of you mm. as well. Mm. Mm. You know? And there's, there is like, you know, white brothers and sisters out there that are connecting and feeling country, right. feeling themselves. Like, right. That's them returning back to their spirit, like their groundingness. The thing that brings them back to country, brings them back to earth, you know. Right, right. Like, judgment separates. So we can't judge. Because, you know, if we are country, then you're country. Mm. How I treat you is how I'm going to treat country. And ultimately, like, land is everything. And, you know, we are the land. We are the children as well. Right, right. Everyone is a child. And that's what I mean, like, everyone's got a message for you to learn, to ha- to be able to walk through this, you know, human experience. Mm, mm. You know? So am, am I hearing, like, rather than separation, rather than, like, we're going to do our thing over here because you've done this thing for all the time, like, um, more of a kind of a duty of care, like, when you're talking about younger siblings, mm. like, you want, you, you want to bring them up as well and show them how to do things. Is that, is that your perspective on... On, I guess, cultural integration. Yeah. Body, um, bodies of culture. Yes. Hmm. Also, you know, it's, you know, when, when fear and trauma, like, because it's, it's an exchange, right? When we're exchanging, you can feel when someone is feeling fear because then that sometimes leaks into, you know, you. Hmm. And if we we look at like when we were all colonized first, that was the like the fear leaked into us mm. from mm. you know our exchanges. Right, right, yeah. Right. You could see so, it in aspects of like conservative dress suddenly covering yeah. up yourselves. Um, yeah. Uh, sexual repression. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like the the distraction. And the distortion that this society has like like this this entity that has like consumed everyone mm. has like distorted our minds so much. Like like no wonder why our sisters are crying because of the distraction of what they're doing to the men. And that's just so much confusion, you know? Mm. It's like, I was, I was, I remember experiencing the feeling of like, I didn't want to be this man. I didn't want to be a man if the man was angry all the time. Mm. 
didn't know how to express his emotions. Yeah. You know? Because, and then I realized like, well, a, like a real man is someone that can cry, can express their emotions, can literally, because we have like the masculine and feminine energy in us. Mm. Like, I feel like people are getting so confused on what that is. Like, we we proper we we we're able to connect in both worlds, and you know, in in ceremonies, like women have women's business, men have men's business, because the women are channeling a whole nother realm. That's why the men have to listen to the woman, because the woman is country. Mm. Okay. From my, from my experience, like you know, I can listen. To my partner and be like, "Hey, what's going? Like, what's going on?" And she's like, "You know, this, this is coming." And then later down the track, this comes. Mm-hmm. Like when when the woman is connected to her womb and to country, they can feel everything that comes before. And our our role as the protectors is to listen. And to like you know, listen to everything around us. Mm. Because we got to understand, like, that's there, that's there, that's there, you know. Because if we're not, like, and if we're not talking the country, we're not, like, it's like, um, what is that, echo vibration thing? Like, Ec- like echo chamber? like. Or, oh, you know when you, like, speak, you know, like, dolphins, how they send out. Oh, like a sonar kind of thing. Yeah. Like dolphins and whales. Yeah, how yeah. they understand, like. Or like when people like blind people are like they make sounds to be right. like, Oh, that's there, that's there, yeah, that's there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like like the sonar radar kind of Yeah, thing. like that that is important for us as well, like to do. And we can we can do it like just by like oh, it's it's so funny to explain. <laughs> but like that's how we connect to our brothers and sisters. Mm. You can feel it because right. that like it comes from here and it goes and it just like shoots out and you'll be like, oh, I need to go talk to that person. Right, right. The the, the connection in silence that you learned yeah. from your ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> so in there that you you mentioned earlier that uh, people people are lost and there's a new tune that you've brought to show me today of the same name is that right yes can you tell me a little bit about the background and uh how it came about well it was the experience of my my experience of like seeing how the world runs Like understanding how the world goes and understanding how this system has traumatized all people. Not just one people's, all people. Mm. Because there's still, you know, white families that are being sexually abused and mm. all of this stuff. Mm. And and being involved with drugs and suppressing emotions and all this stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's what I mean, like, we're all people of, you know, we're all connected. Mm. 
to each other. But yeah, and that's this song is is based on like understanding the world and how what the system is doing to us. And you know, feeling lost in it because the people that were around me wasn't seeing the same things I was seeing because they were so distracted in in their traumas and the distractions that society gives us. You know, it was the experience of letting go of I don't I don't need to be on social media all the time. Mm. You know, I don't. I don't need to like, you know, please people all the time when it's like actually, you know, the pleasing is destroying my heart and mm. my, my spirit because in my spirit that it's, this is, in, this isn't actually right. You know, the, the feeling of like, just seeing everything that's going around us and being like, whoa, there's so many people that are confused, but it, it makes me feel lost because I feel alone. You know? But like now when I realize like there's every, a lot of people are in, in that state of being, they're just like, they understand how the world's going and they're just like, what, like, what do we do now? Hmm. Like. Like this is the beginning. This is the beginning of the healing journey. And that, you know, from my experience that this is what the song's about. Right. Should we take a listen? Yeah. All right. Help me. I used to deny all of the things that happened to shape me. 
man I gotta be for this society. They gon' get mad at me when I'm breaking free from these chains of mental slavery, floating through reality. Living in a state that looks down on ethnic poverty, run by high authority. Where is the equality? They should be ashamed of how this game is hurting my family. See, I'm running, I'm running, running, running from this game. I'm tired of this loop, it's driving me insane. I'm running, I'm running from myself. The systematic oppression got me screaming out for help. I'm feeling.
Okay. Lost. It's, I feel like it's not too often that we hear five minute 50 tunes anymore. <laughs> the Spotify and algorithmic gods request <laughs> much more shorter durations, but it's nice to sort of have that, I, I guess, both emotional depth and the duration to go deep into something there. Um, I feel like I was hearing more vocal gymnastics from you than I'm used to. Was that <laughs> was that June stretching stretching out a bit, or am I have I mainly just heard you live, perhaps? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's the beginning. I I definitely feel like even this track is the beginning of my vocal like capabilities. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's the the feeling of lost, like in my vocals right now, is like literally like expressing like that emotion with where my vocals are at right now, and it's that experience of like my vocals are like. Very raw, mm. like it feels very raw, and that's that's like when I'm expressing lost. It's like I'm just expressing because it's raw. I'm not trying to, you know, be special about the 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 tone of my voice. Right. It's more just like as long as I'm expressing. Right. Right. And did I hear lost in these cities? Is that is that the, one of the lyrics? Lost. Lost in the city. Lost in the city. Right. And yeah. I, I'm aware that you've recently, you know, moved into the neighborhood and taken <laughs> taken a rental in the city. And that seems kind of unusual for you based upon the last few years. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I actually wrote this song in Hobart. Okay. Yeah. And when, you're was, when you're still on the road. Oh, when, when I was living in Hobart. Living in Hobart. Okay. And it was my experience of... <clears throat> It was the first time I was confronting trauma mm. because I was I was reading all these books, you know. I was reading breaking of the breaking the habit of being yourself and the four agreements and mm. practicing the power of now mm. and realizing like because I was on a journey of like I want to overcome fear. Right. What am I afraid of? And until I looked at my past in my like my experience like what happened to me you know is when I was like whoa this is a lot of stuff and then I wrote this song and it was it was like one of the songs that were like 3 3 a.m. it's like I need to just get this out mm. and so I just like started just started channeling it. Right, right. And yeah. Like it's 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 the journey of like being away from home. Like like my experience of being away from family for the first time. Cause sometimes it can be hard to identify what is like generational trauma and what is like like what is wrong. Because when you're living when you're living in 
like a family that is like all traumatized, it's hard to identify the trauma until you like step out of it. And then you're like, whoa, I see that. Mm. Like, mm. Whoa, I, I can understand this person because they may have gone through this. Like, like the more I looked into myself and looked into the traits of what each trauma traumatized experience has given me, the more I got to understand other people. Because mm. you, like, you can tell when someone has been through something, like the energy, like, oh, it's such a blessing to feel. Like once I was able to feel these emotions, I can understand like, you know, someone that's been like abused or whatever, like I can feel that because mm. I can feel them and their emotion even their body language, I can understand that feeling. And like, you know, a lot of people aren't understanding each other now. Like a lot of people aren't even seeing each other because they're not feeling. Yeah. yeah. They're not feeling each other. They're just like, hey. Mm. Da -da -da. Like, yeah. 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 We're seeing a lot of polarization when we go fast and shallow. Yeah. But I like these kind of spaces because you get to swim in the slow and deep mm. Mm. yeah but i yeah i wrote it in tasmania and i was like experiencing what it's like to be away from family like excuse me for the first time and yeah just like breaking down my childhood mm. like breaking down what is fear you know, because like ultimately, like fears, false evidence appearing real into the mind that's like your present. So, like, when you're in fear, you're like, oh, but it's like your past that is catching up to you. Like, your past is stopping you from like being present and moving forward. Right. Because of that fear of your, like, all the traits that you've learned, you know all those coping mechanisms that you've learned to like, I guess like work with fear and stuff like that. Mm. Like, you know, people that like are eating or like heaps it's because they're suppressing emotion, you know? Yeah. Like understanding what fear is, that's, that's like lost. Like getting lost in understanding it. <laughs> yeah, a false evidence appearing real. What's the the term for that again? Like when you make an acronym out of the word, do you remember? I have no clue, but it's right. out of the um, breaking the habit of being yourself. Okay, Joe Joe Dispenser. Right, right. And that's like that was such a big shift for me when I realized, like when I was like, "Whoa, what the heck!" And I was <laughs> like. Damn, yeah. I, I get that because like, like my in my spirit, I'm I know that I I I have this role, like I have this service that I have to do, but my fear is stopping me from serving like humanity. So I was like on this journey of like, okay, what is stopping me? Mm. You know. And that's like going back and looking into my past because it's 
it's weeds that you need to pull out. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And until I like went back and because sometimes you have to like, because life, life goes in circles and you go around, like I realized like I was going, when I, when I went back to Tasmania, I was realizing, okay, my last experience here, this is what I was going through and I can let go of that. I'm going back home because now I'm standing in my truth mm. being like, hey, this is, you know, like I, I went back to my family and said to my whole family what happened to me. And I realized that I, I, I did it because I wanted to show my brothers and sisters, my cousins and aunties and uncles that you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be afraid of expressing your emotions. Like my whole family was there and I'm just like saying like, you know, I've been sexually abused and all this stuff like that. And that was such a big like achievement for me mm. to give my spirit its life back, but to free, to free others because everything is stopping us. All of these distractions are stopping us from actually communicating and releasing that energy, like letting that water flow, mm. Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was like a very important part because now it's opened up so much, you know, expressing your feelings can open up so much more connection and realness to people, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah, I just feel like that's important as well. And there's, there's often unnecessary levels of shame that are placed upon the victim of sexual abuse, particularly when it's in mm. familial circles. So yeah, it's, pushing up against that as well, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's that like, cause like, cause I realized like, well, that's surely that's generational trauma, mm. you know? Mm. And like the more I, the more I, I looked into it and I was like, well, if that happened to me, then that must've happened to that person. And that person must've happened. Like it just kept cycling and cycling and cycling. Right. But like, you know, a lot of this, a lot of like, from my, what my spirit says is that a lot of it is because there's no like, there's no sacred practice anymore between like, there's no ceremony for the men mm. now. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's so many broken, you know, there's missing boys of inner peace. I say that. Mm. Because... What that is, is because, you know, like pornography, it distracts your mind so much. And it's, it, it stems from pedophilia. Right. Like, that's, it already like destroys your mind. And that already like destroys your innocence. And your actual, your breath, it stops you from breathing. Like, you know, when I was younger, teenager, like I had so much anxiety that like pornography was my outlet. Mm, mm. And I like, I know, cause I know that and I know the feeling of that. Like I know that that's, that's such a common thing and that's something that I challenged. 
because it's like that's not right. Like your energy, that's your life force. Mm. That's your like your children. You know, every time you know you like release your energy, it's like you're numbing yourself. You're numbing yourself from feeling. And that's like just as toxic as like having a smoke or having a drink. Mm, mm. You know? Yeah. And that's, I was, I was reading in the four agreements. It's like how you, uh, we, we are our, our worst, like we are our own abusers. You know, we, how we like treat ourselves is like how others are going to treat us, you know. And like, like I was saying, that comes back down to like how a man is treating his woman as how it's treating country. Mm. Like, that's why I'm like, it's important to like remind yourself, like what is sacred to you? Because exchanging and intimacy is such a sacred practice. It's, it's the importance of the, the man and woman and the exchange. But now it's like man and technology. And it's like, there's no actual exchange. So now the, the man is drained and he's in a lower vibration. Therefore, he can, is more like acceptable. I think that's the word. To like feeling guilty, feeling... Mm shame feeling angry mm, mm. you know all right. of this stuff yeah and and with a in the absence of uh thorough thorough sexual health education in general um a lot of the education ends up being from those mediums yeah as well giving us a warped idea yeah. of sexual practice sexuality yeah. yeah and it's it's an entity like it's literally an entity that consumes your being. And that's like a lot of the experience, like people that experience like sexual abuse is because they've, they've been destroyed. They're, that person's mind has been destroyed to think that this is okay. Like when really like, you know, there's, oh, it's just like, it can be so like sad. It's sad because it's like, well, if that is, if that's the big distraction, like I was saying, like, you know, f for the for the men, like our our minds are so important to us because we're like very strategic, and when that's like distracted and destroyed, like it stops us from being the protector. Mm. You know, actually protecting the woman and child because like you know when you when you don't speak about this trauma and stuff like that in the family it's only going to keep cycling cycling like, like healing and speaking about that and it's no one's fault that's the crazy thing it's no one's fault it's it's all of these distractions yeah because like you look at generational trauma right and that like sexual abuse can stem from the entities of colonization. Like mm. when they came, they had fear. Yeah. So then they sexually abused 
the women, yeah. even the men. Mm. So now the men learned that trait. Oh, okay, it's okay to abuse other men. Like okay, this. yeah. And that's how you like. And now it's like normalized, thinking that that's okay, when really like that actually destroys our spirit, mm. destroys our innocence, and like there's so much stuff that's destroying our inner sense. Like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you've talked about a few journeys on the road to making Lost and about the, uh, the, the story and the content in the song itself. But um, right here we're listening to uh, Lost, which has Master on it. So it's, go it's gone through um, several iterations and also creative and technical versions to 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 get to the stage where we can listen to it mixed and as a as a full tune can you tell me a little bit about the the journey of the song to get to this point in terms oh. of making it in terms of making it yeah like i tried a couple of times i tried making it a couple of times with different people hmm. and i was also just listening to the calling listening to like old ancestors being like, hey, I work with this person. Exchange energy with this person. Like mm. and yeah, it didn't it didn't really feel like there was like maybe two or three times I tried to create it with other people. And yeah, and then like brother Luke was kind of like very understanding of like this is what the song means like was genuine and and knows how to feel and has experienced and fully like fully like understands and understands like my whole being and what I'm expressing and yeah we just like there was like a demo track where it's just like completely different mm. And it's just like, whoa, what is happening here? And then there's like this version, but it's not, this is through a form of technology. It's not going to be as connecting this as real life. Mm. And like, I'm grateful and I'm like happy and, um, the way it, it the way it sounds were like the making of it was like the most sacred thing about it because it was like it w we weren't like it wasn't about like the the like you know you got to get this song finished like it was just about like spending time with my brother being like hey you know this that's, I was I was feeling this way, you know, like genuinely, like genuinely connecting with another human to create, but like working together, you know. He was very like, there was both like that mutual respect and understanding like, hey, what, what do you reckon? What do you think? Like, oh, I think this, I think that. Like, mm. it was such a, such a beautiful journey. And I feel like, you know, there's 
there's those people that are in their like their offering, their service. Like for instance, like how I was saying, like I'm I'm grateful that you're holding this space as your service to give mob their voices back. You know? And that's like coming from that place of like just listening. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and that's like that's kinda how the song was like created and Yeah. I just like because I, I went back down to Tassie and I every time every time I do something live I always record it. Because it, it's different every time. Mm. And I connect and I channel different like something comes out differently. Yeah. And um yeah. Like the the structure of it was kinda similar to the way I did it in Tasmania with my brothers down there. And it was just like we were all like we all understood this emotion. So it it came out very like flowy. And um Yeah, I wanted to put the sounds of West End cars in it mm. at the start just because it was like, whoa, wanted to have that in there because that's like when I was walking around the city, I was like, why, what is happening? Like, what even is this? Like people are not even talking to each other. Yeah. But like the... I think, yeah, we did like 10 sessions. It was like, it was long because it was just like little things that we would do and I'd I'd come back and be like, I feel like I can express more. Like I feel like I can like, I can like make, I can give myself more emotion. Like every everything about like the music and the creative and channeling is about like doing it from the place of like real emotion, not just like pretending. You know, like every lyric has the intention. Like every emotion and vocal expression has the intention of like just crying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, really, thank you very much for jumping on and sharing your journey with us today. I'm going to finish up with one last listen of the track. So thank you. Yeah, and it's it's never too late to start healing.
is a main event Put on display for the entertainment They say we should let it go But they don't see where I'm coming from There's missing boys of inner peace Tell me why ain't you listening Leading now with no dignity Feeling lost in all this emotion. I'm feeling lost in this city. I'm feeling lost in lack of devotion. Losing my mind, oh, what could it be? I'm feeling lost in all this emotion. I'm feeling lost in this city. I'm feeling lost in lack of devotion. Losing my mind, oh, Feeling lost, DC. 
feeling lost, the lack of devotion. Losing my mind, oh, what could it be?